When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Just a reminder that Diet Starts Tomorrow is a podcast for entertainment purposes only. It is not a medical podcast and does not constitute medical advice. Always seek the advice of a physician or a health professional. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow. I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With hosts Remy Casimir. I'll have what she's having. And Emily Lubin. Remember, shoot like you have a secret. We're here to amuse your boosh. Hello and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Emily. And I'm Remy. And we have been talking about diabetes and drugs for people with diabetes on a few different episodes. Sammy and Aileen even discussed it recently on a Back for Seconds episode. But none of us talking about it have diabetes. So today we are so excited to talk about living with diabetes with two hilarious comedians who have two different types, Sam Morrison and Gaster Almonte. Welcome to the pod. Welcome to the pod. Yay. Thank you for having us. What's up, y'all? Thank you so much for being here. (laughs) This is is our first episode with two guests Mm -hmm. and it happens to be two guests with very big personalities Mm -hmm. and very hilarious. We have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) We are shy. We are subtle. So Uh meek. And we are tiny little diabetics. Tiny little diabetics. (laughs) And you you both currently have one-man shows going on with the name Sugar in it. Crazy. I know. I'm actually so excited. I haven't even talked to you about, like, diabetes or our diagnoses. Yeah. I, we've both seen each other's shows. Yeah. I loved your show. Likewise, brother. Sincerely. A lot of similar themes in there. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time. This is exciting. I know. Yeah. We I get to like have this conversation. Yeah. It's a meeting of the mind. It's going to be a workshop. Yeah. And the bodies. And the bodies. But not the pancreases. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so Gaster, your show is called Sugar, correct? Mm-hmm. And Sam, your show is called Sugar Daddy. Yes, is your show called The Sugar? I would sugar? say The Sugar. Yeah. The Sugar. The Sugar. And yeah. what's the basic, is it about having diabetes? And why did you decide to write this show? So uh, I decided to write it because when I came home and uh, I spoke to all of my boys and my uncles um, about having this, I was mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be like making a revelation. And it was like, oh, word, you too? You know what I mean? And it turned out that like all of my friends had it that really? were older than me. Yeah. So if you were like 40 and up or if you were like an uncle of mine, you've been had it. And it was just like the thing that they like just didn't talk about. We just saw. How long have you known that you had diabetes? And then same question for Sam. Uh, I as soon as I found out, I talked about it. I've known now for about uh, two years. Two years. So you were how old when you Uh, got diabetes? 37. Okay. Yeah. And why did you go in? Like, was it just a normal physical? No, I passed out. I passed uh, out. Yeah, I drank a whole bunch of orange juice. 
mm-hmm. as I do normally, and I started hallucinating, mm-hmm. and then uh, I like uh, I couldn't walk to the bathroom, and I fell on the floor, oh my God. and I just passed out, and then uh, my wife was like, oh shit, I can't pick this guy up. And uh, (laughs) she called my mom over and between the two of them, they like put me in my car and they drove me to the hospital. So it was a wake up call for her to start lifting. Yeah, crazy. You know, (laughs) she's in CrossFit now. It's been great for her, you know. Um, Okay. And it is type? Uh, Dose. Dose. Yeah. Okay. And then Sam, when did you find out? Uh, Similar time. Okay. I guess almost two years ago. What was it? 20. So it's 20. I guess three now, 2020. No, I I was twenty twenty one. Are you stealing his material? Yes. <laughs> he, he just changed the number of the type. Yeah. With, <laughs> I had to one up him. Yeah. I was like, you got type copied two. Copied and then just changed a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, type one is a one up from type two. You heard me. Cancel it. <laughs> so one thing about um type one versus type two. Again, I I don't know too much about it, but I know that type one, um, you don't create insulin at all. And it's. Yeah, you do know that. Nobody knows that. Oh, nobody, okay. I feel like nobody knows the difference. I don't even know the difference at the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, the doctor told me what I am and I just showed up. All right, cool. That's what I am now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Type two means you're insulin resistant and type one means you're better. <laughs> Look at that. See? It's pretty clear. It's not fair because people with type one still look normal. Like he just has a six pack. Nobody knows he's sick. At That's all. not okay. true. You can see by the video. I do not have a six pack. I do. Uh, this sounds like it's for the pod, but I do need a finger prick. I need my bag. <laughs> oh, do you need right it right now? now? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you can. Where is it? It's outside. I don't know. Did I put it outside? Cool. Thank you. This is there amazing. Is. Okay, wait. While you timed all this for the show, by the way. While okay. you're finger pricking. I did. I have yeah, such a while you're life. finger pricking. Gaster, can it's you? It's not a big deal. I can keep talking as I'm. This okay. is actually a really know, nice is... advantage to having two guests. Yeah, you need especially help. two too. sickly ones. Yeah, one needs a prick, <laughs> the other can speak. Okay, I don't know if sickly is the I word. Would, I no, would know. Know. Yeah. How, how often do you have to do yours? Like my thumb pricks, I have to do them before and after every meal. Oh, really? So yeah, so I have like six oh, a day. Glucose monitor? No. Uh, we talked about this. You have the cool thing where you look oh, like yours yeah. is attached. So, like, I got to yeah. do the thumb prick before and after to make sure that, like, my insulin level isn't spiking or moving too much. Mm-hmm. Um, if, uh, like, I forget and, like, I misjudge it, like, I'll get headaches. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I have to do it before and after every meal. And it kind of affects uh, the amount of insulin I inject for that meal. Okay. And when you got diagnosed, besides mm. telling you about your insulin and, and what you'd have to do, did they say anything about diet or having to change like what you eat yeah uh, it was just a a big shift in terms of uh uh sugar in terms of like uh you know the carbs i have and stuff like that um they want you to like pivot to more like uh a slower uh acting carbs you know like which is kind of like a big part of my show i talk about like hating oatmeal because that was the Uh big thing that they talked to me about during the meeting like i my breakfasts are like bacon egg and cheeses my whole life Uh until this um, but yeah, they make you pivot to that and, you know, you hate it, but it works, you know, admittedly. Mm. And uh, I cut out all sugary drinks, like okay. completely. So uh, that was like Arizona iced tea and OJ oh, was no, my whole life. Yeah, not Arizona iced tea. It's gone, tea. you know. Oh, there's don't... nothing more replenishing than a 99 cent can. And they haven't changed the price. Yeah, they ever. did drop to 22 ounce last month. It was oh, like really? big thing. Yeah, it was 24 ounces growing up, dropped to 23 like 12 years ago. Okay. 22 so was this year. They're edging people out. They trying. Yeah. I'm still impressed though. That's still like, it's, we've lost two ounces in 30 years. It's still a good amount of Yeah, tea. for a dollar? No, yeah. here's something that I've always wondered and I think we can get into, you know, 
the inner workings of of insulin and like how it actually works. But what I wonder is if you are injecting yourself with insulin, you give yourself injections, I'm assuming, why would you need to cut out the sugary drinks? Because Ah. doesn't the insulin break it down? Yeah, my understanding is it doesn't do it fast enough. Like if I have too much, it becomes a problem. Um, and then, like, uh, it tries to get rid of the sugar in other ways. So, like, uh, you'll hear about diabetics with type 2 having to go to the bathroom a lot. Uh-huh. Um, that was one of the signs. Like, uh, the day before I passed out, I went to the bathroom 17 times that Ooh. night. Like, I had to keep oh, waking wow. up over and over again. And then... Uh, you counted? Do you have the same thing? Yeah. That was just so specific. <laughs> Yo, it was annoying. Cause like, like, I probably did, too, but I wasn't counting. <laughs> nah, I, bro, I got frustrated because, like, I would lay down and it would... Uh, it would I would have to pee the second I started falling asleep. Mm. Yeah. You know, and then I on know. top of that, like yeah. uh my hands were numb. So mm. like every time I woke up, I'd have to like reshake my hand to turn the doorknob because I couldn't like grip it. Yeah. You I've know? heard about hand Ben gets hand numbness a lot. Yeah. He thinks he's pre-diabetic, maybe. And I'm like, we should get your bloods. Yeah, you should get that looked at. Yeah. Um you did you have the same peeing thing? Yeah, a lot of I think the symptoms leading up to it are very similar. I think they're actually the more I listen to you and other type twos, they're like very different diseases. Yeah, Um, but the symptoms seem to be similar. Yeah, at least for when you're diagnosed. Well, that actually throughout the whole thing, like the symptoms of being high blood sugar and low blood sugar, I think are the same thing between type twos and type ones. But yeah, I was my I remember peeing all the time but also it went in waves so i had like a a couple weeks where i was like peeing all the time and i was tired and always had a headache and then it it got better Mm -hmm. um because my blood sugar naturally uh sort of stabilized i think because i was just like exercising more Mm. not stabilized to a normal level but to a level where it wasn't like so high that i was literally dying yeah um and then uh, eventually yeah it just got it just got really bad it just i was just i never passed out but um yeah, I had really bad dry mouth and like my I had a metally taste in my mouth mm. and it was like driving me crazy. And I was just drinking these and I would be drinking sugary drinks too mm-hmm. to like try to quench the thirst, yeah. which of course would then make Exacerbate it worse. It. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. listening to us talk, by the way, I realize uh how much work we put into our shows because I'm like, this sounds depressing as fuck. Yeah. The shows are we are yeah. so talented. <laughs> you're so talented. Like, yo, you're good at what you do, my <laughs> you for real, yo, well done. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> this is such a precious moment. I'm living yeah. for it. Yeah. Oh yeah, be proud, man. You should be. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients 
ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. So you got your glucose monitor. You have one on your arm and one on your tummy, right? Or like yeah, in the yeah. back. Thank you for saying tummy. That's the right word. A little um, ob- on your oblique. I'll sh- I'll sh- should I show the cam? This yeah, is, I would love that. This is my this insulin is your, pump. Or this is your camera too. This is great. How many cameras do I have? <laughs> You've got two. <laughs> now pose for all of them. <laughs> now, um, why do you need two of those? So this one is glucose monitor. Reads my blood sugar on my phone. This one is insulin pump. Gives me insulin. Oh. We have different devices because type 1s and type 2s are kind of different. But also, I think more importantly, insurance is a bitch Uh and doesn't cover it if you're type 2. But (gasps) I believe they should. Would you agree? Yeah. like I I asked for that after actually speaking with you. And it told Uh me to be a process and... uh, um, I'd still have to come out of pocket. So that's kind of why I have Which to do all the other stuff. Which is fucking wild. That's no. awful. I could not imagine not having this. And again, they're different a... diseases, but that's just insane. No. Why do you think that is? Um, I don't know. I, 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 I guess because like in, you know, uh, the idea being that like mine's is kind of like, well, you did that to yourself kind of thing. Right. You know, so that like you should be able to fix it. I think it's like a fat phobic, potentially like, oh, yeah. We earned it. With insurance companies, anything that they can write off as a preventative Mm -hmm. illness, they're going to try not to cover it. Whereas like type one is usually genetic. I mean, both have genetic factors. I've done a little bit of research. Yes, she has. Um, both have genetic factors what to it. What type does Nick Jonas have? He's a one. He's one. Yes, he yeah. is. He's yeah. one. <laughs> and I think I'm he got, for that job. I think he got diagnosed when he was like 11 or 12 mm-hmm. or something, but I, I wanted to young. ask. Most people sin. do, I think, that are type one. Yeah. In childhood, they get diagnosed. Yeah. The first person I knew with diabetes was a, my sister's friend's little sister, whose name was also Remy, and she was two. And I remembered that she would get her shots like a lot and it was a big part of their family and stuff. And I just remember being like, oh, my God, this is this is very difficult um, to go through, like for especially for a child to have to prick. Um, And mother. I couldn't imagine. And mother. Yeah. yeah. Pricking your child and injecting your child. And Um, but when it comes to you guys, was the 
pricking like something to get used to? Is it something that like takes you out of your day or is it just something that has become part of it? I'll start with this. I just got my blood sugar. It was 169. That's hilarious. Huge boost to the day. You <laughs> Amazing. Know? Yeah. So there are positives. Yes. Let's not just pretend it's all bad. Um, what should your blood sugar range be? I don't even know. Like what a normal blood sugar. Yeah, what's your Four twenty sixty nine. Yeah, my glucose monitor just needs to say daddy. Yeah, mine needs to go. say eight oh oh eight five boobs. Just winky face tits. <laughs> boobs. Well, it should never say any of those things. Yeah, no. <laughs> if it does, please call your doctor. Yeah. Yeah, mine's supposed to be, they said, like, around, like, 100, 110. Mm -hmm. um, and if I eat, it could go to, like, 140 to 160. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that's kind of, like, what alarmed them. Like, uh, when I got to the hospital, it was, like, 660. So, it was, like, um, you could, like, hallucinate at that point, which is kind of what happened. So, crazy stuff. Had you passed out before? Like, when that mm -hmm. happened, were you like, oh, this has been happening so, like, I had a lot of little signs the week of that, like, on their own, I dismissed them as, like, oh, I'm just getting older. Yeah. You know, so, like, yeah. the hand numbing, I was like, ah, damn, I'm, I'm really going to hit 40 soon, you know? Yeah. You know? <laughs> crazy, you know? And then, like, uh, my vision doubled one Is day. That in the show? Yeah. So, like, all of, like, these little things just, That's like, a great joke. hit me that, like, you know, like, all Don't these are just things. You, go, like, you say that, and they go, yeah. Yeah, yeah I already yeah. did. Damn it. Okay. Great. Wait, no, That's... I know I'm brilliant. Oh, this premise that yeah. you've already worked out? <laughs> But that's so, you were peeing 17 times and you're just like, wow, I guess people in their 40s have a tough life. Yeah, <laughs> geriatric. Yeah, I was accepting it as like just old age, you know. Um, no, but that but, is uh, so yeah. relatable. That's so relatable because so as you mean? age, like every time you have a back pain or something, you're like, wait a second. Is this going to be a chronic thing? Like, I, I do have that thought. Like whenever I have any kind of issue, like. Hmm, maybe this is aging and maybe I'll just have this for the rest of my life. Mm. I also am Because I I make I make like deals with God like that all the time. Like if I get uh -huh. sick and Same. like it's really bad, I'll be like, yo, like you know how the how I was like a little less sick two days ago? Yeah. Give me that forever. Yeah. And I'll never take the uh, the extreme. Yeah. You know, and I'm fine with that. And I, so like when Has I was he like, taking you up. Yeah, before, I'm, um, I mean, I thought so up until that point, you know. So like time? when I peed like eight times, I was like, "Oh, that's fine. Right. I'll take that." You know, I wake up eight times a night, but seventeen, I was like, "Ah, this is a little OD, God." You yeah. Know? <laughs> there was one time I was really sick in my ex's bathroom for like a whole night, and I was telling God, I was like, "I swear to God, if you make my tummy feel better, I will break up with this guy." <laughs> and, and it got better, and I did. There you oh, go. Wow. Well done. Thank well you done. followed through on your deal with God. It's funny. I did. I assume you're not Make a religious a person in any way whatsoever. No. But in this one moment about your ex, you yeah. were like, this is a celestial intervention yeah. moment. It's a tummy ache time. I love that you say tummy. I do. <laughs> she, she says it a lot, actually. I think I say belly most often. Is that weird? Right. Mm. Belly? Well, I have a question because these, so they're telling you to like rejigger what you're eating. Another great word. <laughs> you... Have you either of you ever had like issues with eating, like where thinking about eating has ruined your day or body image? Yeah. <laughs> Every day. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Cool. This disease sucks so much. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry we acted that way. Okay. It's just the idea that this wouldn't affect how no, I eat. No, but I meant so I meant before me. diabetes. I love you so I much. I meant before diabetes. Oh, you meant you, before yeah, diabetes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I'm an idiot. No, and it's an okay. Asshole. It's okay. Yeah. 
No. <laughs> the answer is no. You? Yeah, before diabetes, I didn't care at all. No, so, really? So I was chilling. Okay, I, cool. I enjoy being a big dude. I think yeah. it's peace, like, it's yeah. part of my aura. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm fine with it. Until people told me, like, yo, you could die. Yeah. I was like, oh, thank you yeah, for yeah, letting yeah. me know. And um, I'm not doing the same amount of things I could do about it, but uh, I am. I have made active changes, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. But pre-diabetes. I, I, pre-diabetes, I, I'm sorry I reacted like that. It's okay. You can laugh at me whenever you want. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a tradition over here. Um, at, uh, I promise DST. not to react like that to any of the other questions. Okay. <laughs> but I wouldn't make no, that promise. I didn't. I didn't have too much. I, a little bit of. I mean, my brother called me fat when I was, in, you know, mm-hmm. young. So mm-hmm. I had Were that kind you of fat. No, but I still developed kind of some weird body image issues around it. Yeah. So did he just say that to you because he knew it'd be hurtful to you? Ooh, let's dig into that. Um, I'm just curious because I, I do feel like sometimes, I don't know how kids pick it up, but they just call each other fat when they're not fat because they know it's hurtful. To be honest, mm. and I bet he would agree with this, it probably came from his own body image insecurities. Uh, um, I mean, I, I was a little chubbier, but mm-hmm. like by no means was I uh, a fat kid. Right. Sure. Um yeah. So, uh, and even if you were, I, that wouldn't necessarily mean that you had a bad body image yourself, right? Like, or a relationship with, with food. food. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but, but it sounds like mostly it was normal. Your relationship with food. Yeah. No. No. Like mental illnesses around yeah. it or anything. Mm-hmm. But then after you got diagnosed a couple of years ago, everything well, changed. What, what did What did they tell you to change to your diet, if anything, and how has that affected your everyday? Oh, that's such, that's so much there. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, now we're all cackling yeah, like There's like a weird antagonistic energy in here now. Uh, no. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. No. Uh, it's just, oh, God. It's I just, just like, I just, silly. I, I don't know how to articulate it. It just sucks so much that yeah. it's just like overwhelming to start to think about. Everything, it, it, I mean, every single time I eat, I have to calculate the amount of carbs that are in it mm-hmm. and match that with insulin and then measure that against how much sleep I had, how stressed I am, any of these things that can affect your blood sugar and then Mm -hmm. do all these fucking math problems and calculations and then you're never right and you're always correcting yourself and then you're over, (sighs) when you're too high, you're exhausted, when you're too low, sometimes that you you go, you have this moment where you uh, think you're going to die and that can ruin your whole day. Yeah. And then you got to do that three times a day and it's just managing it. And then you go to the doctor and they tell you you're not doing well enough and oh that your average God. blood sugar and then you're going to get all these things that are obsessed and you're going to die at a young age and they try to scare you. And, and then you, then go you back also out have there. a job and a life that you have to care about on top of that. Right. And, and that's yeah. not even mentioning these fucking things. And, and the hit show. Yeah, it's just not even <laughs> mentioning how talented we are, right. which we have right. to calculate yeah. next to the blood sugar. Yeah. All that time wasted <laughs> when you could be a star yeah you know? exactly um and also this is new i guess for both of us so maybe i'll get better at this but mm-hmm. right now i love complaining about it <laughs> oh and you have every right to complain and yeah. you you like i came on here i was like i'm gonna complain about diabetes for an entire podcast no i'm loving it i love complaining yeah remy and i are jewish we know all about complaining <gasps> yeah it's, it's my love part language. of the culture yeah no, it's one of our fortes as yes. gay Jews. Oh, are you? You're Jewish too? Oh, yeah. Oh, fabulous. Oh, yeah. But speaking of gay, that's another reason why I. <laughs> speaking of gay. Speaking of gay. Uh, no, but like Emily was talking to me earlier and she was like, well, they're, they're guys, you know, like they might not have similar body issues that women have. And I'm like, but also Sam is coming from a community where. Yeah. Like I know that I have a friend who started a whole thing called um, Daddy Retreat. 
where it's like older people. I've been. Have you been to daddy retreat? No. No, you have It was a joke. Like a bear but week totally joke or something. believable. Yeah, no, no, no. I, Sam <laughs> loves a daddy. It, it just sounds like an orgy that I've been to. Yeah, mm. well, it is essentially, it's not an You've orgy. You've been to week-long orgies? Daddy week? This... No. No. It sounds like daddy week. Have yeah. you? It's shark no, week, the... but for daddies. <laughs> all, I had a lot more questions now. Like, daddy week? Oh, wow. And Sam's the chum in the water. <laughs> yeah, narrate this. For Daddy Week. No, so the, my my friend started this thing, Daddy Retreat, for gay men who don't feel they fit the mold of what it feels to be conventionally attractive yeah. in, like, gay spaces. Yeah, there's the, the, yeah. Bo- yeah, the yeah. body, the ideal body type that you do, and the pressures you have as a gay man to... Mm-hmm. To fit those mm-hmm. is astronomical. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it never affected you. I don't want to say it never affected me, but I also, um, I feel like I've been lucky and been able to sort of contextualize mm-hmm. the anxieties and insecurities I have. I also am in the bear world. Yes. So there's a little bit less pressure to mm-hmm. have this ideal body type. Can we tell the listeners who don't know about bears what bears are? So de- uh, bears are are uh, a self-identified niche of the queer community mm-hmm. that are generally more curvy and hairy than the ideal body type. Damn, that was so good. No, that was that really was good, good, especially the self-identified yeah. because it's not something put on by someone else. No, it's yeah. like you're a bear, comes up you're to you proud. And is like you're a. I don't know. I feel like it's whatever you identify. Yeah. as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also otters that are a little smaller. Yeah, I think I'm an otter. Oh. I would say you are an otter. Okay, well, that is a fent note. <laughs> wait, are otters... Are, are... <laughs> I get so Still conf- hairy, but smaller. Wait, I get so confused. Are otters hairy or hairless? Otters are hairy. hairy. Okay, yeah. like the animal. Yeah, yeah. It has and they hair. hold hands while yeah. they float. So, cute. so then what do you call... I guess a twink would be like a hairless man. <laughs> yeah. The twinks are not I here. They cannot twink. speak for right. themselves. Right. Yeah. <laughs> True. I mean, these are only like gay community terms. I thought these were just awesomely descriptive, you know? Mm. Like, why can't I be a straight bear? Yeah. Oh. You can be whatever you want. You I mean, right? I guess you can if you identify right? that like, way. I, I which, yeah. love that for you. Right? I, think I feel like I, I fit the criteria. Someone told me there was. A, I don't know if this it's is a true. It's a papa bear instead a, of a daddy bear. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> There's a lesbian category. I forget. They're trying to make them. Um, I think they said it was Ursula. Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, Ursula is queer coded. She is an enticing sea witch. (laughs) And she is based on a drag queen. She is? Did you know that? Of course she is. I know. Makes a lot of sense. Well, all the the Disney villains are queer coded. We said we weren't going to get tangential, by the way. And here we are. Listen. I don't think it was me, but if it was, okay. I don't know. I didn't have that many uh, body issues pre-diagnosis, right. yeah. but, but now, then after that changed my relationship to food. And yeah. yeah, and now you have to think so much about what you eat. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. 
I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there and I've even made a few purchases from there and they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y.com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member go-to foods that you'll just go to because you know how many carbs are in them uh-huh. yeah and what are some of those that you go to um i do like a lot of like uh turkey and cheese sandwiches mm-hmm. i do like oatmeal with it uh i've switched out like my deli order change so like i never get like mayo on it anymore i always go like mustard um just so i get like flavor but not uh mm-hmm. carbs yeah um if i've had a really bad day i make it a point the next day to do oatmeal and two salads What's um, a what's a bad day? Too much sugar? Yeah, like th- there's days where like I I I start to feel a headache forming, and I know it won't go away the next day unless I'm proactive. So like, mm. um, I'll make I'll make it a point to like really nail the meals, um, minimize the carbs, and like I'll go for like a walk that morning just to kind of like because I know like uh, yeah. exercising helps a lot with that. So oatmeal is recommended for you. Um, it's uh it's not that it's recommended, it's just that it's a carb that uh is slow acting and with the things that I add to it, it tends to work. So like I'll put like a uh, a scoop of like whey protein what? powder, Greek yogurt and like yeah. blueberries. That's wild to me because I can't do oatmeal. Oatmeal fucks me up. Really? Whoa. Um I, I so I guess I'll Explain a little bit the di- the difference between type two and type one is that type one like your pancreas just doesn't work so you mm-hmm. don't create any insulin mm-hmm. and so you have to give yourself all the insulin to match the carbs but once you give yourself the insulin your body does intake it and react to it normally so if you match the amount if you correctly match the amount of insulin with the amount of carbs that you're going to eat perfectly which is almost literally impossible mm-hmm. then you can have anything you want as a type one diabetic as but type two is so correct me if I'm wrong means that your body well, your body is insulin resistant, right? Yeah. So you can't, you just need to give yourself more insulin. Yeah. And I'm usually able to eat most things from there, but uh, I do try to be like conscious of what I'm taking in. Mm. See, but it's it's funny to me because oats are, and this is like getting so into it. I don't know if mm-hmm. this is I'm, gonna, no, I'm we're so gonna, interested. How many in- listeners we're going to lose, but I'm interested. And if I eat oats, oats, any kind of. Uh, like the things that really fuck my blood sugar up are like oats, rice, and noodles, oh and pasta. I mean, any of oh these like super carby, things. super delicious mm-hmm. things. Yeah. But also sometimes they're when he's and you say slow acting carbs, meaning yeah. complex carbs, meaning they have a lot of fiber. They yeah. affect your body, your blood sugar in a slower mm-hmm. manner. Those things still like 
will will ruin my blood sugar for a day. Even if you inject That's the wild. correct amount of insulin, though. No, I mean you you can inject the correct amount of insulin. It's just when you get to once once you're estimating that many carbs, like if if I have to. If I'm eating like a bowl of pasta and it's 140 grams of carbs, if I'm out up 5%, that's like could potentially be deadly. Oh, my no. God. Because you're Jeez. injecting so much insulin into yeah. your body if your blood sugar spikes. Yeah. It's just like that you have less room for error I see. than so if it's, I eat a lower carb meal. It can't be a free-for-all. It's not no. like somebody would go to a buffet yeah. and like fill up their plate and just take more insulin. It's not to... like taking a lactate pill. Right. It's not like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I have a question because you were saying a bad day or whatever. Yeah. We talk about this a lot where people kind of moralize bad foods like in, like instead of saying oh it's less healthy or whatever like that's a bad food or whatever. Yeah. And Sam, you were saying that you feel like all these calculations you're always fucking up. Yeah. Does it make you feel like morally bad? If yeah. You are, yeah. Yeah. Although like not for the reasons I would I don't know I don't like I don't necessarily uh, think bad because I misbehave so much that I actively feel bad. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, the moral aspect comes into it because like. When I have a bad day, I'm conscious of the fact that, like, I I, I, I feel like I have a role and a responsibility to people. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm like, damn, I did something that's shaving a day that I, I'm going to give my kids later. You've got kids. Yeah. yeah so I'm like, yeah. I robbed you of a dad day yeah. somewhere in the future. Yeah. You know, so that's like the the moral aspect that kicks in, and you know. That hurts. Yeah. And, like and you what you're feeling right now, that. that emotion, that's why his solo show is so good. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's uh, for me it's more just like I'm very self-critical of myself mm -hmm. and so I need to practice self-love mm -hmm. when I mess these things up. Mhm. Mm but um and yeah. remind yourself that you just started and that you didn't intend to fuck up. Yeah. And I don't know if if you guys have ever experienced like I don't know, depression or whatever. But sometimes I think if if you're feeling like, oh, I, I fucked up because I'm sad or whatever, like yeah. then it could dive you deeper into like a. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got I, I definitely felt the. Uh, I don't think I, I experienced much depression until I became a diabetic wow. because uh, it was the first time that like I became aware that there's things I can't fix myself. Ooh. Like I had to. They, uh, I left the hospital mm. after a weekend. They tell me, call these doctors, set an appointment. Um, the list of doctors, none of them were responsive. Some of them wouldn't take new, new uh, clients. Uh, and, like, it, it it was annoying. I'm like, you're telling me I need to do this? No one's available. Mm -hmm. um, after the first day of, like, eight hours of calls, I had no appointments set. And, like, I was just like, I'm just not doing this shit. And, like, I, I, I gave my wife the responsibility. Uh -huh. Thankfully, she's patient enough to do that. Um, same thing with my first appointment, like what he was talking about when mm -hmm. they tell you uh, you're not doing well at this. My doctor's uh, bedside manner is trash. Like every time I leave that appointment, I have to tell my wife like, yo, I'm going to come back in a shitty mood. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like I'm not going to be up. Mm -hmm. And regardless of what I've like, I'll come in like y'all lost 20 pounds. Uh, my A1 number is trending the right way. He's like, yep, but it's not good enough. And oh, like, it, I'm like, yo, my G, like, I need yeah. some type of like, yo, you did reinforcement. Yeah. Yeah. So like, there that initial like three months of that was like horrible for me, you know. And like, then on top of that, I'm, I'm like, I'm supposed to go out and tell jokes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this. Like, it, I wasn't in the headspace of it, so I'm like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta defuse all of this so that I could pay bills by being funny. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was a challenge. Um, I didn't realize how much like. 
uh, being a stand-up insulated me from that because like uh, so much of this kicked off because I just wasn't moving. Like stand-up made me unintentionally be active. You know, I'd, I'd park and I'd walk like 6,000 steps yeah. just going to clubs. And you stand up while yeah, you're doing you stand it. Up. Yeah. Like, That's just my a, problem with it. Yeah. I hate it. So like that goes away and like all of a sudden like it changes the whole way your body functions mm -hmm. and I had to like do this new thing to start doing it again. Uh, but yeah, it was just weird mentally like to go from a really shitty place and then two hours later I'd have to be funny yeah. to like make ends meet. Yeah. yeah, so mentally it was affecting your mood, but I'm sure the blood sugar situation was also affecting <laughs> yeah. your mood because that's gotta that's gotta make you depressed if you have low blood sugar or if it's too high. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking out of my ass right now, but I'm assuming it would. It definitely makes me more like it's it's the first time I've had tears like that. I'm not a, I'm not like I've never been like a person to be like oh, I cry. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I I I encourage people men to uh, share their feelings and have them. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm pro feelings, but that's not a feeling that I was uh, familiar with, familiar with, yeah. you know? So, uh, yeah, like crying was weird that like, uh, I probably cried four times in the previous decade and cried like five times that week. Oh, wow. you know? So it was like weird that like, it was something that would come up often. Um, and that things that I didn't think justified crying would push me there faster. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been odd. You know? Yeah. No, because you're you're feeling like I, I think also when you were saying like you'll get more lazy sometimes, like sometimes when you just are feeling lazy without diabetes, that sinks you into a deeper depression because it's not just I'm lazy. It's like I'm lazy and I did this mm -hmm. like that yeah, must it's... feel like such responsibility for your own well-being. Mm -hmm. It is. It is like so much of the time it's, it's actually out of our control. Yeah. Like you're going to fuck up. Yeah. And it's just something that you have to excite. It's almost like bombing. It's like, it's like bombing. Was yeah. it you're gonna bomb and you go home and you you hate yourself and you're like, yeah. you should have done this. Rejection but in reality, therapy. you didn't know that that shitty crowd was gonna react in that shitty way. Right. Right. And there are so many factors at play here that aren't in your control. Yeah. Have either of you faced any stigma of diabetes or like encountered any misconceptions about it in your short time of being diabetic? Like, have you had people ask you stupid questions besides the two of us or make, assum <laughs> make assumptions like, um, oh, I, you must have a terrible diet or uh, not that somebody would say that to you. But I do think there are like covert ways. I that, mean, people are mean. Yeah, people are have mean. Have people been mean? Uh, no one's ever been mean to me. Good. Good. <laughs> in your life? My dad is mean in a caring way, but mm. it's not something I want. Like, mm -hmm. uh you know, he constantly asks, like, should you be eating that? Uh, um, and like, I'm mm -hmm. like, yo, like, yeah, like I have it, you know, managed and, you know, you haven't taken me to the hospital since. So I think it's fine. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I get the concern. Like he's trying to fix a thing that's happening to his kid. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't come off, yeah. you know, well. But yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's also just been weird in general because like uh, my family is uh, extreme with it. Um, in both directions. Like I have people that are like overly like, Hey, like you're coming over. I'm gonna make you this uh, terrible tasting food. That's healthy for you. You know? I'm yeah. like, okay, thanks. And then I'll have like, uh, other people, like I have aunts that like, when I come over, I'm like, yeah, I know you have that, but like this one time you got to have this thing that's going to kill you today. Right. You know, but you know, it's the thing that I always made you your whole life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? So like I, there's an emotional component of like constantly having to either tell people that like, I'm okay. I have it mm -hmm. kind of balanced, but also telling people like, I really can't do that every Thursday, you yeah. know, like, that's a little much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah.
I remember that diabetes, it was this thing that people would like threaten you with it or whatever if you weren't eating well enough. Or I, I don't know if yeah, everybody else. I, but well, yeah. I grew up as a fat child and every doctor's appointment I ever had, they uh-huh. said lose weight or you will get diabetes. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of fear mongering yeah. that, that happens right. with it. And I mean, there are plenty of people who are not overweight that get type two diabetes. Um, there's type one that like, it's like you didn't, there's nothing that you could have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's genetic. It's yeah. genetic. It's mm-hmm. just triggered by something. So just to have this like overarching thing of be like, be afraid of this disease. It's like, well, there's two types of it as well. It's also type two so, is largely genetic. Is it? As far as I understand. Yeah. Okay. See? Yeah. Definitely. And it's just not nice. But not 100%, <laughs> I think, is the difference. It's like there are genetic components. Like you said, you're, you have uncles that have diabetes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they had never said anything. It's you, just like a... Like an unofficial secret, and it's it has it's like a lot of like everyone do- secretly masturbating. We all have diabetes yeah. too. <laughs> Finally, someone gets there it. We go. I mean, it's you know, wild. Perfect way to describe. Why diabetes. do you think nobody ever said anything? Because I feel like in families they're always like, oh, like Uncle Joe, he had a heart attack, so you better watch your diet. Mm. You know, <laughs> I mean, there's a machismo aspect to it too. Like on some like, yes, you know, the men don't want to say that there's a thing that's controlling what they can do. Yeah. So like, uh, if we're out at a barbecue with the family, like. Oh nah, I heard you can't have beer anymore. Like, we're, uh, and he's like, Nah, I, I definitely can have beer. No, I have three of them that day. <laughs> yeah, you know. So there's like yeah. that aspect of like you don't want to admit publicly that Something's you have to make wrong. changes that make you less manly and less powerful. Yeah. Um, and in turn, um, I, I I've noticed very directly that the men in my family that have it, um, you know, die earlier and mm-hmm. uh, uh, have more serious repercussions. I have an uncle now that like he's on dialysis four times a week mm. because he Oof. constantly pushed it off. Uh-huh. Whereas uh, my aunts and my grandmothers who've had it, they've lived longer. They've managed it. They've been able to figure out other ways. They're but, less uh, stubborn about it. Yeah, they're yeah. and they're they're the ones that I heard talk about. It. I thought it was a mm. woman thing for mm. years. Mm. I, I sincerely had no association with diabetes being possible for men. Really? Knew, yeah, like because it just it was never discussed until I had it, and then all my uncles like, oh yeah. Uh, all of us had it. like it, it was literally like four of my uncles in the same mm. on my mother's side all came out and said yep we all got this do you know what's crazy is there's i mean this is a little off topic but a lot of times that men are struggling with erectile dysfunction it's like there's something wrong with the function but it's also an indicator of something else like another mm. health problem and men won't go into the doctor because they don't want to admit i'm having erectile dysfunction yeah yeah. So these are things that are totally solvable and usually like an indication of something else happening. But then you never find those things because of shame or machismo, like you were saying. Yeah, the the nurse uh, that I had the second day told me that she's like, yeah, guys don't come in because uh, they don't want to talk about their dick being wrong mm-hmm. to all the people uh, in the hospital. I'm like, I, I'd be the first one here if something was wrong with my dick. Like that's <laughs> yeah. vital. <laughs> I, yeah. I enjoy what it does. It's done good work. It's a good I friend of mine. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Guess goes in, he says, check my vitals, and he means his dick. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, that's how we start the appointment, you know? <laughs> He's got terrible bedside manner, but very soft hands. Amen, you know? That's yeah. why I go back. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think a big part for type ones also, we all, we have the devices too mm-hmm. that people are really insecure about. I mean, myself included. About um, the look insecure of them? having it on. Yeah, I mean, there's these, these huge like things on you. Yeah. They take a lot to get used to. Yeah. Um, and if you already have body image issues like around that, mm-hmm. like it, it was it was very hard for me the first time. To, I've been to like three pool parties in my life. I don't know why I'm talking about this, but like, I, you know, I went to Palm Springs and went to a pool party mm-hmm. with a bunch of sexy daddy bears I was trying to impress. Uh-huh. And I have, I have these two cyborg things on me. It's a good but combo also starter because, though. So, yeah, like don't is, you think that kind right? of sets you apart a little bit? Um, yeah, if you're a, I, I believe so. I think you just have to get to that point. Right. And, yeah. I and also had you a might lot. not want to have that conversation with somebody that you're just meeting. Most of the time the conversation is annoying. Yeah. And people don't get it and yeah. they make the same joke and then you have to, you, and then you try to change the subject or What's you the joke so no one ever says it up. again. Oh my God. There's just like the thing about the, are you a robot? Yeah, yeah, is that a nicotine patch or uh, what's the... Oh, maybe they are really asking if it's a nicotine patch. Though. Yeah, sometimes they are. Is it birth control? Not. Uh, yeah, or something. We could a Wi-Fi joke or something. Uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't even think about that. People must see it on your arm and ask you all the time. Yeah. Like, what is that? Because also, I've started seeing people wearing glucose monitors um, for other reasons, like... Keto? I can't. Yeah. Like, I can't even tell oh, you what reasons, like just to track. Um, I, I did meet a girl. Those over people th- want attention. Mm. Um, you're mm. not wrong. <laughs> no, I, I'm I, just kidding. I, I love actually, you guys. Sorry. I met a girl over the summer <laughs> that wore one and she j- only wore it because she was into health data. Like she just liked to oh, see sure, sure. Yeah. when her blood sugar would spike, even though I don't think the average person really needs to keep track of that, but they're becoming more of a fitness health trend. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's super There's weird. There's no reason to None do that. None of those that. people are my friend. Uh, you, if anything, you can finger prick yourself and find your blood. You don't need to have constant management over right. it. Right. Yeah. It's a little I don't think there's any, it's a I don't know what it is, asking. but I don't think there's any. No offense any. to this friend. <laughs> um, but does it interfere with clothing as well? It's also, you have to, yeah, yeah, it does yeah. interfere with clothing, but not too much. Okay. Um, you also have to, uh, if you, you have an insulin pump, you have to take out your device. You have to prick your finger at every meal. Uh-huh. And so I feel like people, the other thing about it with like, uh, you know the hyper masculinity and and try it's like it is invisible and you have to then like do all these things mm-hmm. and if you're out to dinner it, it's just you have to get very used to just like whipping out your pdm giving yourself the right amount of insulin finger pricking multiple times a day alarms are going off. like anyone who's hung out with me for more than like two hours mm-hmm. i have to like explain and they have to get used to the fact yeah. that well, we it already took happen. one finger prick break on the pod. We already took one finger prick break on the pod. Maybe even yeah. interrupt But a lot it of people amazing. are, I feel like it's hard to do that. To, I'm to still not, sure. not public with any of that. I always go to the bathroom for all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, to this day. I've never, I, I don't even, I don't do it. The only people that probably see me do it are my family, like my kids and my wife. 
But like even my immediate family, I've never done any of that stuff in front of them. Interesting. I go to my car. I go like I don't want to. Too much. Too many people. I feel like uh, I, it might be self-imposed, but I, I I have a feeling of like responsibility, and I don't want to ruin that for people that are around me. I don't want to uh, create the idea that I'm weaker or mm -hmm. less than or not uh pop mm -hmm. not available to help um wow. so I, I i feel weird if i do that in front of people and then uh create the idea that i'm the one that needs help can i just tell you that i didn't have any of those thoughts when sam was doing his pricking or whatever i wasn't like oh he's so weak i was like oh wow this is a guy that really stays on top of his shit yeah like, I, agree. I was impressed just uh don't know how to do that for me though but that's but okay but i get that i'm just saying from an outside perspective i've never looked at i definitely been, wasn't like, like that at weakling. first it took no. me a lot and the yeah. only reason like i'm able i like now like actually do try to show it off mm -hmm. and like you know i even have like you know i wear outfits and like i truly don't have any stigma or yeah weirdness in my head about it but that's also because I show it on stage most nights. I was going to say, yeah, I just had a TikTok that it. went super viral with it. So like, and now like I'm getting so much love, so much attention. For like showing yes, this. my favorite um, comment on it really... was, "Oh my god, are we all gay diabetics?" <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Shout <beautiful>. out! <laughs> so cute. Yeah, yeah, that that going viral has like genuinely helped mm -hmm. me, not just like being able to show it, but also realize that like, oh, me showing it normalizes a little bit mm -hmm. and like can make it maybe more helpful for other people. A hundred percent. I'm a hero. You are. Truly. Undone. Any questions? Have, <laughs> yeah, no, I do have questions. Yeah, have any questions? <laughs> Did you write have, them down in bullet points though? Oh, absolutely. Um, have either of you ever been prescribed Ozempic or Ooh, anything similar? Question. Semaglutide? I don't think that's for Sam. Yeah, those are type two. I think that's oh, okay. I, I just don't know the names of any of the stuff I take. Semaglutide, like th there's that a... sounds so sexual, doesn't it? <laughs> like glutes. Yeah. I, I think the sem it's just the whole thing. Semen. Oh, semi and a glute. Sounds and like a loop. It's semen. It's gluey. It's sticky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, that's enough. It's semi. It's... Sorry. Um, this is a medical. But yeah, Ozempic is. It's been in the media a lot in the zeitgeist. All these people who. Yeah. Um, do not need Ozempic um, for a medical reason are taking it for weight loss reasons. And uh, it was in very short supply for actual diabetics. Wow. Now yeah. they're like increasing the supply to reach the demand, mm -hmm. which is, it just keeps going up. Cause it's like almost anybody can find a way to be prescribed these drugs now. But I was just curious if, if you had taken them or no, you know, if uh, you had any opinions. About I know that. we've, uh, we've started talking more so about like uh if I would be interested in doing like what do they call that the tummy thing the the stomach lap band surgery yeah like staples and yeah. stuff oh. like that I haven't been interested in that but uh it's an it's something that's been floated as an option um I'd but have how, to, how would that be helpful if you still have to manage the insulin um I mean the idea is that uh I would uh, still have to like relearn things yeah. for sure yeah. um but uh the the weight part is a big part of like my overall uh, health issues that. Um, are happening related to it so okay um yeah it's it's the only thing that's been floated related to like weight loss um since i've been diabetic do you mind telling us the other health issues related oh like high blood pressure okay. stuff like that yeah. okay are you seriously considering the lap band surgery um no um not currently i've thought about it i i'm not against it uh there is and i think it's all related to kind of like what i was just dis discussing with like uh not wanting people to see the thing mm. there's a part of me that still thinks i can beat this directly Yourself. Yeah. yeah and uh 
I have a, like an unofficial timeline in my head about it. Like that if it takes a certain amount of time to do this, I'll be more open to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like right now, I've gotten to a place to where it hasn't gotten worse in the last year. And I'm happy with that. And now, like, I want to awesome. see if I can make a genuine effort to, like, beat it myself, if you will. Like, lose a certain amount of weight and yeah. control my diet in a way that I would no longer need to take insulin. So it is beatable, in a yeah. sense. Yeah, and I kind of think that's one of the other differences between us, two. Like, a lot of type 1 people, that it's just, it is what it is. Mm. Right. Like you have it for life. Whereas uh, I've had moments where I've uh, dropped back to being pre-diabetic and they've taken me wow. off the insulin. So, like, uh, right now what I'm taking is way less than what I took. The first year, and uh, I went about. That must feel cool. Yeah, it's it's an accomplishment. Yeah. It was frustrating when like I went back on for a bit, and like it's been so like I know I'm like bordering on it, but yeah, it, it's it that's part of it. Like I want to beat it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll see. See, that is something that I have never known, and I feel like a lot of people don't know that that it is technically reversible type mm. two. The way that it was always portrayed to me was like, this is a death sentence. Totally. You do not want this. Once you have this, you're fucked. Yeah. And it's, I mean, clearly talking to the both of you, there are a lot of changes that you need to make to your life. And there are a lot of frustrating things about Mm -hmm. managing it, but it is manageable. And I just find it interesting that it's the way that it's portrayed is like a fate worse than death Mm. is to have diabetes. Mm. My understanding is though, is that like there is a certain amount of time before like, some of the other repercussions like kidney issues are like, yeah, you went, you, you had this too long, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So that's part of the, like the pressure you hear about that. They're like, Hey, like if you have this for 20 years, you might become like better at dieting, but the other effects of having diabetes that long, they'll get you. Yeah. They got you. That's it. Uh-huh. So, um, that's a big part of it. And that's part of why, like my doctor, I hope is being so, uh, much of a dick, uh, is that, uh, he's <laughs> like, yo, this guy's still young enough that if he, uh, you know, uh, changes his ways and, you know, fixes whatever he has to with that, it could have uh, long-term effects in a positive way. Yeah, I just want him to be nicer to you about it. I hope so, you know? You know? Um, he constantly forgets that, like, yo, like, I know, like, I appreciate what you do, but, like, I I'm could fuck you I'm a human being. Oh, oh yeah, that, too. that too. But, like, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I could genuinely kick your ass the second we leave here. Um, like, I will you throw twerp. hands with you, yeah. sincerely. Like, yeah. yo, you 5'4". I wish I could do that. Yo, like, I constantly look at him. I'm like, yo, you would not talk to me like this yeah. anywhere else in the world. Like, yeah, the no, but he's got that MD. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I'm letting it slide because, like, you saving my life. But <laughs> it's, also, it's not like he's doing, it's not like he's doing this himself and that he can say to you, hey I've actually been through this and I beat it and here's how I did it it's Mm. like he's like okay here's your challenge do it better yeah like and it's like no camaraderie or whatever like you have your degree but you have no empathy it seems yeah like I like just ride with me like yo yeah oh yo this is dope we we're we're moving in the right direction yeah it's never that at all it's constantly like fix this this is bad. Fix this. You're like, I'm trying so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I looked at Remy because <laughs> my dad won. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, he's great, but dad. he can yeah. sometimes that I'm just like, come on. That's so limiting. I think doctors should like not. They should be working so far away from patients. They doctors don't even... should be a lab somewhere where they never have to talk to humans. <laughs> And then there should be people that know how to talk to humans. Yeah. Because the I mean, way that the my nurses. doctor talked to me about type, it's just, how even did... like primary doctors don't know about type one. They have no idea. They told That's me insane. all the wrong shit when I got. That's insane. They actually almost killed me by giving me too much insulin when I got diagnosed. You have to go to an endocrinologist to know who knows what type one diabetes is. Uh-huh. Otherwise, they think it's like type two and they're managed in completely different yeah. ways. 
That's actually good for the listeners to know because if if somebody out there gets diagnosed, get a second opinion. Always get a second not a, opinion. I mean, not about the diagnosis, no, but how always, much insulin. always. Because also, I mean, it, su- it sucks. Because one of the things we say on this is, oh, well, you, you, can, you can't know somebody's healthy by looking at their body type. So they have to get their bloods or whatever and then talk to a doctor. But then it's like, sometimes the doctor is yeah. not the be all end all. Right. And that's very confusing. Um, but you always have to be your number one advocate. Yeah. And yeah, you absolutely. know absolutely. if you are I've feeling good or bad or whatever, or if somebody gives you like a bad vibe, yep. like get another. Not, Even not my get endocrinologist, another, yeah. like, cause there was a, you know, I feel like you, I feel like you just don't, <laughs> it's going to be so dramatic, but that whatever we're going there. Mm-hmm. It's just like, nobody gets it yeah. <laughs> unless you have type one, type, like nobody fucking gets it. Have you made any friends and, with type one? No, he's in I'm like a only group. One. <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, okay. but I, I find someone else type one. I'm like immediately. Who's type one? I'm yeah. type one. Like, I'm the best type one. Uh, James it. Hamilton. I fucking love. Yes. And like when I got diagnosed, he like took me out to brunch and he was like, here's Aww. the thing. Like, no, this could be really difficult. And he, mm-hmm. He's been so nice. There's um, uh, yeah, there's a couple other people um, mm-hmm. that I've, I've that can made get friends it. with that. Our, our, our type one. I mean, it's a huge community. And honestly, I, I think it's a huge reason why I went viral is because it's like, it is yeah. a very tight-knit community. It's something that nobody gets. It's a yeah. lot of people deal with it and it's invisible and you don't talk about it. And mm-hmm. so I think everyone probably sent it to their type one diabetic friend. Mm-hmm. It's not because I'm funny. Or handsome <laughs> or talented. It could, it could be a combo of hey, he's all, all of the above. <laughs> no. 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 It's, no. It's just because it's relatable. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, case closed. I mean, you've heard me on this podcast. I've been antagonistic. I've been interrupting. I had a bunch of cold brew and came in hot and then clearly dipped. And now I'm in this like weird low. Yes, but ironically, that's what made it funny. <laughs> what do you know? Um, was there any part of you that was relieved to get the diagnosis? Because you said you had been feeling, I mean, both of you, you said you had been feeling it sounds you, like you, you were, were feeling peeing awful, a lot. Yeah. peeing a lot, feeling fatigued, feeling irritable. Sometimes I've found that when you do get a diagnosis or like you think you're sick and you go in and it turns out you are, mm-hmm. you're so vindicated and you're so like, like, yes, I knew that something wrong was going on within my body. Did you feel that at all? Or was it just like, fuck, I have this thing. I felt better about one thing in particular. It makes me wonder how long I was diabetic. I used to get uh, yeah. chronic migraine headaches. Yeah, they were like like I would need to like take oh, the no. day off from work, mm. um, like like lights off six seven hours to like function the next day. I probably had like four headaches in the last two years. Wow, um, so great! Like that uh, yeah, like that felt better. Just that change alone is worthwhile. Yeah, all the stuff I've been uh, dealing with. No, no, I don't think I had that experience. I mean, this was really like my worst fear. Yeah. (laughs) So I went into it and actually the doctor was like, we're going to check for diabetes, but like, don't worry. It's not that. Which they always say. Yeah. There were like not a lot of the factors. Usually like my grandma has type one. Usually it's like a little bit more Mm -hmm. of a thing. And like it's late onset. I think this isn't as common as getting diagnosed as a child. And then, uh. Yeah, it happened. The diagnosis process was like a couple of days. It is like, you know, a lot of different opinions. Nobody, people, they, the first that they thought it was type two and that, you know, would have been reversible. And, and then eventually it was, it was type one and it was, yeah, it was brutal. 
Sorry. No, <laughs> you don't need to be sorry. They, and you they, don't have to give us the answer that we want. Yeah, I these think feelings that's very, are yeah. valid. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the, this podcast. Uh, I, there was, I mean, I, I, I can talk about, there was, the positive that came from this was that I, like, well, first of all, I, f I focused on my body and my health in a way I've never done before. Mm -hmm. I mean, you literally have to. Yeah, body. yeah. But also that I learned so much about nutrition. And I, I like, I was like, I, you know, I can't beat it. But what I can do is I can be like the best little straight A diabetic student mm -hmm. and like try to learn everything. <laughs> a pleasure to have in class. And just oh, yeah. so annoying. Like you, yeah. you talked to me in those like first couple months. I was just like talking about the different kinds of carbs and was like really trying to like see if I could just pour all my anxiety into that and i learned also just about like nutrition and how much fucking sugar is in everything yeah and i know how to read nutrition labels now and i never would have known anything and i'm a genuinely more healthy person in general obviously like you know not That's as healthy as a normal person illness. but like <laughs> but you manage these... your health better than you had been before yeah and what is normal you know, what is every, what are women? I, what are women and what is normal? And uh, is that see this this the callback is not going to work because we didn't because have they the didn't, original. They didn't. They're just going to be like, why does Sam not know what <laughs> women? <laughs> In it's, the beginning of the, the recording, I asked Sam to define a woman, and he. He had some trouble. Tried. He did it perfectly. Yeah, <laughs> nailed it. I genuinely tried. Yeah. So we do need to wrap up soon, but I just want to ask you guys, what advice would you have for somebody who's newly diagnosed in the process of mm -hmm. maybe being diagnosed or just concerned that they have it? Would you give them any advice? Write a solo show, bring it to Soho Playhouse. Word mm -hmm. up. There you go. <laughs> It'll get you on Watch What Happens Live. <laughs> and then come on the Betches podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gaster? I I I mean just uh be incredibly uh patient and empathetic towards yourself. Uh I think uh yeah. mm -hmm. you know as long as you're 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 able to do that and it's going to be a challenge to do so, you'll be fine. Um and uh yeah, have people around you that love you. Oh, and we do. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, self-love. I I mean if you if I if I had to choose another one it would be like there is a lot of growth in trauma. Mm -hmm. so if you can it's like the worst thing in the world to say to someone that's like actively going yeah. through it but at but a certain true. point you'll be able to like look look at your experience and and find how you grew and, and positives out of it mm -hmm. yeah and it's character development character well, yeah building. i could cook now you know i, I could cook before <laughs> you can? Real i can make like five dishes it ain't a long like yeah. a big range that's but like, amazing thank that's you great. yeah i had i had to like be able to make semi-healthy stuff Mm -hmm. you right, know? you can't be ordering in. Yeah, and, I can't. Yeah. Like that seamless bill was crazy, you know. Yeah. And like, and then like the instructions, they get annoyed. Like, know this, know this, know this. I just had to start making it myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a silver lining. Amen. I'm sure your wife is really happy. Yeah, it paid it's off. Like, the kids enjoy it, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Where can people find you and follow you? At Samuel H. Morrison on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and Facebook. Great. <laughs> Question mark. And uh, I have a solo show that uh, it was it just got extended at Soho Playhouse, it's and it's running until April eighth. And uh, you should come check it out. Yeah. It's called Sugar Daddy. It's called Sugar Daddy. And uh, they can find me uh, on all social medias at Gastor Almonte. And uh, 
my solo show is called The Sugar. Uh, the next run will be at the stand uh, this summer. Amazing. Oh, my God. You guys, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us and telling us all the things that you told us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, real talk. It was, was a, beautiful. It was a great space to talk about this and complain. And I can't <laughs> wait for like actual like doctors to just like fact check everything that we said and be <laughs> I like, know. you're going to get that yes. was right. We, like we, we started... spoke with authority because you're the only people, other people <laughs> yeah. in the room. Started... And now I'm realizing this is a public. <laughs> we started something called DS teachable moments where people can fact check us. Oh, and hell yeah. They do. Oh my God. So, read me. Looking yeah. forward. I'm wrong a lot. It's okay. Yeah. But it's it. true. <laughs> All this information you gave us, it could have been completely false and I wouldn't know. <laughs> so there is, the, yeah. the, like, that is kind of there is some power in having this because you can act like you're an expert even if you're not now it's time for something we're calling the v files presented by queen v at queen v they want all people to feel close to their vagina just like their relationship with their bff they're strong, unique, and look out for you in ways you may not even realize. Your vagina is your VFF. The topic of vaginas and vaginal health has traditionally been considered taboo, creating a sense of shame and stigma. Because of this, many people lack understanding of their own vagina and can feel out of tune with their body. Yeah, and so Queen V and DST are trying to change that with the V-Files. We asked you to share the questions about your vaginal health that you're too afraid to ask your friends. So, Emily, are you ready to open up the V-Files? I am so ready. Okay, get us started with this week's submission. Dear DST, I just started hooking up with someone and I feel so awkward talking about what I like. I don't mm. have a lot of other experience and honestly, I feel embarrassed about it. Any tips? So many. First of all, start alone. Um, one of my biggest misconceptions before I knew how to have an orgasm or how to pleasure myself was that another person was going to do it for me, specifically a man or a boy or whatever. I always felt in health class that we were kind of taught like the guys know how to do stuff and you don't and they'll just do a bunch of stuff to you and then that'll figure it out. Yeah, you think they literally have the magic stick. You think they've been to a special school. Right. <laughs> and they have, they have not. a degree. Yeah. Um, they know less about your body than you do, of course, um, which they should. Um, you need to get to know your body first. Um, you're your main lover initially. Um, don't train yourself to like, I used to try to train myself to like, quote unquote, be good at sex for other people. Being oh. good at sex is knowing your body and knowing what you like. And so I know that you're saying you're struggling with this. Start alone. Um, add in lubes, add in different toys. Um, try different um, sensations. You could move around the clitoris. You can, you know, there are so many ways to touch yourself I recommend listening to How Come for some of the for, sure. for some tips and tricks. Yeah, I okay. Another thing that that I would say is um, something that you actually taught me, mm -hmm. which I think could apply to this, which which is the compliment sandwich, and oh, this yes. was coined by Emily Morse, Emily Dr. Morse, Emily Morse. Um, who's a sex podcaster, and yep. it's like. You kind of start out by saying things that you already like, like mm -hmm. things that your partner might be doing mm -hmm. that you already like. So like, oh, I, I really liked it when you were like kissing my neck really yes. softly. Like, yeah. I really liked that. And then if there's something else that needs work, that needs work or that you want to introduce, mm -hmm. then you could bring it up after while you've um, you've already like prepped mm -hmm. the person mm -hmm. and kind of 
given them a compliment already. Oh, I really liked it when you kissed my neck, but I've never had anybody just stroke my vagina for 15 minutes while kissing my neck. I think that would be really cool. And then how do you finish it up? And then you give another, another compliment. compliment. So then you could say something like, because your hands, yeah, you're they're so just good so good with your good. hands. Yeah. Listen, we got to train them like dogs <laughs> is what I'm saying. Or any way that you like, like kind of constructively criticize anybody. Like you yeah. have to kind of soften the blow, especially if the person's naked, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, and I also I think it will give you a little bit more confidence after you give the first compliment mm-hmm. and you see their eyes light up mm. like you're going to see them respond in a in a nice way. Yeah. When you say like something that they're doing well mm-hmm. um, in regards to sex, like you're going to see them you're going to see them light up. I promise. And then that will kind of give you the confidence to say what you need and what you like. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people can kind of get in their heads because of what their first sexual experience with another person was like. The Queen V survey of 1,500 people about vaginal health, sexual wellness, and early intimate experiences said that one in three women reported anxiety around sex or the first sexual experience. I get it. We get it. Um, but the only way to get better is to start, and perfection is the opposite of progress. So again, start alone figure out what you like. And then when you move on to a partner, compliment sandwich the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When he says, make me a sandwich, that's what you do. How many sandwiches have you made for me? <laughs> I only make the compliment kind. Right, right. It's also worth noting that one in four people have experienced some kind of stigma because of their level of sexual experience. Totally. So you're not weird or wrong for feeling these feelings, but there is a healthy way to move forward. And I think it's just communication. For sure. And I think stigma always comes from the outside, which is why, again, I say start alone. You don't need to be having Mm. conversation. I mean, you can. You can, of course, talk to your friends about stuff. Oh, I thought Um, you were going to say you could talk to yourself. (laughs) You could talk to yourself, too, though. You totally Um, can. But yeah, no, focus on like really that connection with yourself, learning to like yourself, learning to make love to yourself and start with Queen V. Yes, that is it. Thank you, Remy. That's it for today's V Files presented by Queen V. QueenVLife.com is your one-stop shop for feminine wellness. And if you're looking for a gynecologist and dermatologist tested water-based lubricant, Queen V has just the thing for you. Check out their P.S. I Lube You lubricant. Oh, yes. Lube is very important, especially even if you're alone, but especially if you're alone. People always think it's only to do with penetration. No, use lube when you're alone, especially this one. It's made with a gentle formula and your sensitive area in mind. This product is designed to enhance your sexual pleasure while respecting your sensitive microbiome. Their lubricant is free from parabens, artificial colors, glycerin, and is microbiome friendly. Yeah, every sex toy needs some lube. It Mm -hmm. just enhances the whole experience. Try the PSI Lube You lubricant yourself by visiting queenvlife.com. Again, that's queenv, Q-U-E-E-N-V, life.com to join the queendom today. All right, you guys, that's it for today's episode. Be sure to send your questions to dst at betches.com to get them answered. Yeah, and follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. If you like this episode, please write us a review and don't forget to check out our DST merch on shop.betches.com. Rate, review, subscribe to the show, and then of course, follow me at Lubination. Follow me at Remy Casimir. Follow Sam and Gaster. And we are always with you, you guys. Through thick and thin. 
Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Aliza Zinn. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Aliza Zinn. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287. Betches.